Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Family's Dirty Laundry. Where we air out your family's mess so you don't have to. I'm Mia Silver. And I'm Emma Davis. And we invite you to sit back, relax, and listen to the drama unfold. So if you all were here for our last episode, Weed and Weddings, we ended that with trying to find escape room drama. And I found some escape room drama. I tried to find family ones, so they all do at least mention the word family. So I'm going to go ahead and read my first one. This comes from poster JE092706. This actually happened last week. With everyone always so busy, we thought a nice gift for grandma and grandpa would be all the kids and grandkids spending time together. We chose an escape room. Disclaimer, neither my wife nor I chose the room. It was another sibling. The basic premise was that there was a bomb in a spy headquarters and we had to disarm it. Fast forward to Monday morning and when my wife goes to pick up our son from preschool, she is pulled aside and asked about what we did this weekend. Apparently they asked all the students what they did and our son told them, some guy locked me in a room and wouldn't let me out and told me the bomb in there would kill us all. Luckily the teacher put it together but definitely thinks a little less of us as parents. I could totally see that going right. You know, little kids, they just love to say weird shit. I remember my little cousin, he's eight now, I believe. But when he was five, we were playing in my grandparents' bedroom and he just stops and he looks up and he goes, there's a bad ghost here. And then just like went on with his day. So I could totally see a little five-year-old just saying this. I see dead people. Sometimes kids say those out-of-pocket thing and you just have to smile and nod. Right? And go on with your day like nothing happened. You're like, uh-huh, okay. You just have to redirect them because you're like, this kid is scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> shining twins over here. <laughs> Yeah, I think you just have to take anything that kids say along those lines of like, I was locked in a room with a bomb. You have to take it with a grain of salt. As the consumer, you have to fact check. It's like when you see a weird news story, you have to fact check it before you believe it. Now, same thing goes for little kids saying absurd things. Like, you need context from the parents. And also, I think it's a choice taking a five-year-old to an escape room. Yeah, it was bold. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that kid added nothing and probably just got in the way and i'm really competitive like there have been multiple times where i'm with friends doing an escape room or even like playing a co-op video game where i'm like we have five minutes left and everyone's like stop yelling at me i would yell at the kid like i get aggressively competitive not mean but when the tensions are high i'm like look at the clock let's realize we've got to get this going and i would definitely accidentally yell at a little kid that was sitting and doing nothing in an escape room for sure we went to an escape room like a month ago and we're put with these two random people i think it was a nanny and like the kid she was watching but the little kid did nothing the whole time he picked up a cane at the beginning of the thing and he just kept poking things with it and that's all he did the whole time and i was like like, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> you know, at least he thought he was being helpful. <laughs> he really did. He thought he was doing something. Honestly, I was in an escape room a couple weeks ago with some friends and we did have to put a stick. We had to like poke a hole in the wall with a stick to unlock something. So that kid was definitely onto something. 
Was it the Mystic Market? No, it was a Wild West theme. Gotcha. Well, that happens in the Mystic Market. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler, if I do Mystic Market, (laughs) I'm gonna just start poking shit. Do it. (laughs) The person on the security cameras is gonna be like, what the hell? (laughs) Hey, maybe you'd be their entertainment for the day, though. You never know. For sure. So that one wasn't that chaotic of an escape room, but I found another family escape room. This one comes from the user Punk Walrus, which I really like that. They said they saw a family of Karens and Instagram influencer types who had a child with them who obviously did not want to be there. She was 12 to 13 or so and definitely in a mood, rolling her eyes hooked to her phone and so done with it all. There are more of these doing escape rooms by clues people who think this is the moment their family will bond and it doesn't work out because the problem is with the person holding all the denial coins. In most cases, these people check out, stay on their phones, and nothing interesting happens. Haley, aren't you going to join us? Don't you want to have fun? No answer. But in this case, this girl was actively resisting. I don't want to be locked in there with all of you. I'm claustrophobic, and so on. Parents laughed it off as teenagers, am I right? They proceeded to drag her into the trailer, and that's when the fun started. The second they locked the door and lights out, the teen completely mentally lost it. Had a full-blown panic attack. Let me out! Let me out! She started throwing her full body weight against the exit door, which was a sturdy steel door. But after a few solid hits, my friend was worried the teen was actively going to hurt herself. The parents kept laughing it off like, oh, look at her, such drama. These are the awkward years. And didn't listen to my friend over the speaker. So she unlocked the door, but the teen was now beyond all sense like a spooked horse and kept slamming the door with her full body over and over. It opened inwards. So she got out of her booth and opened the door and the teen ran out into the street and was hit by a thankfully slowly moving car. My friend called 911 and the paramedics were actually close by since this was part of a larger outdoor event where the EMTs and fire department were on display. Apart from some bruising, the teen was okay and treated and released. Everyone saw this teen running from the trailer, screaming her head off, get hit by a car, and walked into an ambulance. My friend said, our sales were pretty lackluster until that happened. And then I guess everyone thought, wow, that place must be intense and filled all the blocks for the rest of the event. I, I'm like low-key speechless. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel awful for this girl. You can think someone is as shitty and apathetic as you want, but if they're like, I don't want to do this, I am claustrophobic, sometimes you gotta put your feelings aside for them as a person and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm just gonna respect that you don't want to do this. I've been into a bunch of escape rooms where they're so hot. They're in these closed rooms with mm-hmm. however many people. And it's like, there's very few things environmentally, like small spaces, dark rooms, worse than being hot and like stressed about this and trying to communicate and talk over each other, you know, a group of however many people. That's so stressful. I cannot imagine. My jaw dropped when you said that she was immediately hit by a car. I know. <laughs> the little like added slow moving car it was <laughs> such a funny inclusion but like that's crazy and like this poor girl he was just slamming against this door multiple times it was a door that swung in the mom of this child apparently did absolutely nothing because not only did the child have a panic attack and keep 
slamming the door even when it was unlocked. She ran into the road. Was this mom just sitting there recording the whole thing? Or like, what was the mom doing at this point? Because did the poster say that they were the ones that called 911 and everything? Yeah, the person running the event had to call 911. The mom didn't even do that. I mean, the mom may have been crazy distraught at seeing her kid get hit by a car. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh, but that's (laughs) so absurd. And I'm like, I'm glad that the girl wasn't hurt seriously. It it goes to show like, A, listen to people, B, respect them and their feelings, and C, always sign a waiver when you go into an escape room. Yes, that's why they always have those waivers. And if you read them, they're like, you will die. If you run out of the room and get hit by a car, it's not our fault. I know when I was signing the waiver for the Saw escape room, I was honestly a little nervous because it was like any broken bones, death, lasting wounds are not our fault. And I was like, I'm gonna die. I should probably start reading waivers that I sign. Nah, nah, you don't need to. Just put that name on there. Yeah, I just slapped my little e-signature on there and I'm like, okay, ready to go. I saw people on people in the know freaking out because they signed the field trip waiver Mm -hmm. and it says that like you know the kid might die and it's not the school's fault and they were freaking out but that's what it always says yeah that's like the point of the waiver that's just like basic liability legal jargon for sure shout out to See schools. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> what type of stories do you have for me today? I'm so excited. So I didn't have a ton of luck finding good escape room stories. I found one where it was on Ask Reddit and it said, escape room employees, what is the weirdest thing you've seen someone do in the rooms? And the top voted comment was not a weirdest thing. It was a, the most depressing shit I saw was a tired looking couple who brought in their NASA shirt wearing eight year old geek of a son to have some fun. The parents couldn't have been more discouraging to him. He was excitedly bouncing around the room, pointing out things he thought were clues, while the parents dismissed every idea he had and told him to stop getting so excited. The parents took charge and proceeded to ignore the obvious clues he was pointing out and spent most of the time pursuing dead ends. Sad part is, his instincts were more often than not correct, but his parents just didn't listen and refused to let him explore and try stuff out. Hopefully, his curiosity and enthusiasm survives them. Oh no! That's so sad! I know! This poor little nerdy kid! The thing you have to do with kids is you treat them like an improv. It's like, yes and. You just go with it. Yeah, or you just give him a stick and let him, you know, poke <laughs> the holes that are in the wall. <laughs> That's a, it's such a bummer, but I mean, there was a follow-up. Or not to this comment, but someone had another comment on this thread that was less disheartening. But one of the comments on that said that if they were the operator of the site, at the end, I would have walked the family through every damn clue and the, the kid noticed and made sure the parents knew that they were wrong and the kid was right the entire time yes as they should yeah but another comment on the original thread about the weirdest things and they said so we do proposals this is kind of family but it's also just it's not family at all never mind i lied that's okay (laughs) but it's funny and it's goofy so i figured we could share it anyway yes we can at the end of the day we're just here to laugh at other people being silly So, this escape room place does proposals. Ring in the final puzzle box, proposal signs, whole package deal. People love it. Dude calls up to set up a proposal. 
I ask what room he wants, etc. And so then I tell him the total price to book out the entire room for the proposal. He says he just wants to buy the two tickets for him and his girlfriend. I tell him we can't have strangers playing in a game that their experience is impacted or altered by the fact that there's a proposal going on. Proposal happens in an escape room. There's no longer the game that we have planned. It becomes about the proposal. And I know this because I've seen it happen a hundred times. Anyway, the guy refuses to buy out all of the tickets, says he wants strangers to be there. He's not going to buy the other four tickets. I hand the phone to my manager and they hash out details together. Over the next three weeks leading up to the proposal, this guy calls every single fucking day. There's nothing else to figure out. We've got it all set up, but this guy's constantly badgering us. The big day rolls around. He arrives early so he can hide out, and this dude is a kid. Like, pimple-faced, voice-cracking, hair-growing-out-in-weird-places kind of kid. Everybody in the control room is talking about him because he's been a thorn in our collective sides for weeks, and we're speculating about telling him marriage at his age is a horrible idea. But whatever, it's too late. So he hides, the girl and her friends show up, they get started, and we stash the dude in the second hidden room that they'll eventually end up in. Everybody crowds around the monitor to watch, and this guy pulls out a bouquet of flowers and unfurls a sign that says, and it's name redacted, will you go with me to prom? <gasps> and the entire staff loses their collective shit. Weeks of constant pestering, endless phone calls, and the most stressful proposal deal that we've ever put together for a fucking prom proposal. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> not the no at the end <laughs> buddy i would have stormed the room and been like get out get out <laughs> i just how how okay wait how did they not know that it was a pro like why didn't he mention it was a promposal because he probably knew that they would be like no we're not doing that oh my god God. Oh my god, the girl said no. Yeah, and then someone said, cheers for the girl saying no. <laughs> hey, at least that whole team who was on staff during that time, they got the memories, you know? Oh my gosh, all of them crowding around the monitor is so funny. It's iconic, honestly. It's honestly a cute idea that they do proposals and stuff. Yeah. And they, you know, when someone's like, oh, I, at any place, not just escape rooms, but hey, I'm proposing here at a restaurant, at a whatever. I feel like people really go out of their way to make sure that it's perfect or as close to perfect, you know. Yeah. Like the meal is nice at the restaurant or the escape room is done. They put in a lot of extra work that is not necessarily in their original job description. And then for this kid, for it to be for prom, I would have been so mad. And I, I'm still trying. So he said he only won the tickets for him and his girlfriend. But then it said the girl came with friends. So do you think he ended up buying the whole room and like they just tagged along? It sounded like originally he wanted like just the couple to be there. Maybe because he knew that he was going to get rejected and didn't want anyone he knew to be around. And they said the manager hashed it out so it was probably like hey just have her group of friends come it sounded like he wasn't participating and he was like a clue that was unlocked like once they unlocked a door he was in there. Oh yeah right. So it sounds like that was kind of the compromise that they came to maybe. Well imagine trying to get someone to go to that like hey you should go to this escape room but I'm not coming with you but you should totally go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's probably the exact amount of tact and subtlety that he had. Um, 
Probably. I would have loved if they let him stick with his original plan to be a stranger that does the room with him. Yes. No, I would have volunteered to be that stranger. Hey, this guy's proposing. And then I'll be like, okay. And then you get there and it's like a 16-year-old kid. (laughs) Oh, no. It's like how in high school when I got asked to, I think it was homecoming that one time, Mr thought that i was getting proposed to but we're like very clearly children still (laughs) i don't know though people love to get engaged crazy early now but yeah high school was still like that was a a crazy thing to have assumed yeah i know especially around that time of year you know in the fall right before homecoming and in the spring right before spring like as a teacher at the school who is aware of these things happening right It's not like it's a secret. There was like a homecoming proposal or whatever every other freaking day. God, high schoolers are just so unhinged. For real, my my kids are already talking about homecoming and like how they don't want to go and all this stuff. I'm like, guys, we still have a whole month before homecoming. I never went to a homecoming dance. Did you not? No, and I went to one prom. I went to prom junior year because I had a bunch of friends who were a year above me and they were seniors and we all went together and that was it. Right. Yeah, I always had friends who also weren't into the dances and everything and we always just hung out and like did other stuff homecoming day we went bowling or we'd go to someone's house and have a big like bonfire type thing all kinds of stuff and it was probably so much better for it see i think that's more fun it is for sure i know one time a couple friends and i went to like a pumpkin patch and then went and carved pumpkins it happens in october we watched an old like disney channel halloween movie like the halloween Halloween Towns or Twitches, which is an underrated franchise. Uh, yeah, just like silly stuff like that. I was not the group of kids that was running around getting into trouble after homecoming. Okay, mom, I'm gonna go drink hot chocolate and carve pumpkins. And she was like, she trusted that I was, you know, doing that. I was not at all doing what the teenagers on TV are doing. <laughs> no, I watched Euphoria last year. I was just going to say, Euphoria is unhinged. I was watching Euphoria because, like, you know, all my kids at school are watching it and then i was like is this what they do please tell me my kids aren't doing drugs and coming on a carousel like i (laughs) I think it's extra dramatic but god yeah couldn't be me i was such a loser but (laughs) that's the thing about like big schools it's easier to be a loser because there's so many groups that like even if you're a loser you still have friends right yeah there was enough niches to find yourself in so crazy times I love that your niche though was watching Halloween movies because I feel like homecoming was always like mid-October or something wasn't it that sounds about right it was definitely in the fall incredible (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm so helpful I remember my sophomore homecoming. I spent most of it crying in the bathroom because my date who I liked at the time said the only reason he asked me was because someone told him he had to. Yeah, um, I would cry in the bathroom <laughs> too. I would call my mom and be like, Mom, you have to come pick me up, please. I was crying and a girl that went in our group like came in the bathroom and started twerking on me <laughs> to try to get me to cheer up. It was a... <laughs> 
how, high school in the early to mid 2010s i feel like is <laughs> that's something that is such a specific sentence that you just said that is so indicative of that era Sometimes I get TikToks where it's like high school in and then like a year. And sometimes it's the 90s. Well, I got one the other day where it was high school in 2014. And it was almost like, oh, I wish this could have been me. Kids now are like, oh, I would have done anything to go to high school in 20. It was 13 or 14 because it was like talking about the Hunger Games being really big. Yes! Uh, um, Like the Fault in Our Stars and like certain fashion things. And I was like, is this an era that kids are now like, I was born at the wrong time. Like all super angsty. <laughs> I was like, am I old? <laughs> People are pining after my experience. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is absolutely bonkers. My level of dedication to the Hunger Games was unparalleled. <laughs> I had a PETA blanket. I had a PETA cardboard cutout in my room. I had a Mockingjay bracelet. I was all in. That was a phenomenon that like, I don't know if it could be replicated today. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, maybe with something else, but I don't think the YA dystopian genre is ever going to have another moment. Mainly because I feel like we're on the brink of it every single day in real life. So it's not as fun to imagine what district it would be a part of. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's that's something that is like you had to be there. So I kind of understand the kids now wishing that they could have been there. It was a pretty good time, man. I mean, I had a sleepover. I think you were at it. Probably. We watched the Hunger Games and then watched the bonus material. Oh my gosh, physical media. Back when you could get physical media, people had DVD players. Oh, I had the extended edition with the additional DVD, you know. Yeah, it's crazy what can change in 10 years or less than. Right, because bonus features slapped and I'm kind of sad they don't exist anymore. Yeah, I was just saw this whole Twitter thread where like streaming services are taking stuff off, like original shows off of streaming, but there's no way to watch them elsewhere. Like you can't go buy the DVD of the series, like the DVDs for the series or the movies or whatever. Right. Is that just going to be like lost media now? And then it had people talking about certain bonus features and like bloopers at the end of movies and stuff that you could always get on DVDs. My favorite always remains the Far Far Away Idol. Inspired by American yes! Idol at the end of, <laughs> at the end of Shrek 2 with an animated Simon Cowell. It's <laughs> like that is of the era. Was it not voiced by Simon Cowell too? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was totally just like a self-insert of <laughs> and it was like so stupid. But so necessary at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sister and I would just, we I feel like we would watch that a lot. Like we thought it was peak comedy. We could vote for who won. Oh. Yes! <laughs> we were simple, simple children. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time we would get along. I used to watch Far, Far Away Idol. Yeah, I mean, you two used to really get into it. So I could just picture you both like sitting yeah. there watching. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, don't disturb them. Um, my favorite special, the extra content is from Monsters, Inc. It's called Mike's New Car. Are you familiar? Yes. 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 
I still quote that to this day. Some friends and I went out to dinner the other day, actually, and it was at a Mexican restaurant, and they both ordered margaritas, and the guy brought, like, it was, like, the massive, like, novelty glass size, like, you know, they were as big as their head, and I had to, because I I didn't drink, so I had to drive my friend's car home, and that's how I felt. It was like a push button to start and I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't figure out how to adjust the mirrors. I couldn't get the headlights on. Next thing I know, the windshield wipers. <laughs> I simply, I didn't think that that would be relevant, but it was. It really is. And uh, adjusting seats, I have found, is the most frustrating experience. <laughs> yeah, because this friend is like 5'3", maybe. Oh, and you are definitely not that. <laughs> Yeah, 5'4", I don't know. I don't want her to be offended if she listens to this. <laughs> uh, actually, she's 5'9", and it, she has great long legs. No. <laughs> but it was one of those cars where the seat adjusts, because it's newer, the seat adjusts once you turn the car on. What? So I was like, wow, I can fit in this car. And then I turned the car on, and the seat just started like slowly shifting forward <laughs> with me in it. And I was like, please... Stop! (laughs) That would be so terrifying. The amount of panic I would feel in that moment as my knees get closer to the dashboard. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah. And it's like driving someone else's car and showering in a shower that isn't yours and trying to figure out how to adjust the water and how to get it on the right. (laughs) Those two things, I I have never felt more out of my depth than I do in those situations i don't like showering at other people's places you don't know the perfect temperature (laughs) where do you put all your soap like it's a whole mess the hotel showers i'm sitting in there like for 10 minutes trying to figure out how to turn it on yeah Mm -hmm. well i think we provided a wonderful collection of stories today next week i am going to read our first listener write-in so i'm really excited about that and i did read it and it's juicy so be ready oh my goodness i can't wait for the whole episode to just be around this because our escape rooms were like they were there yes it'll be great but thank you lovely people for listening so so much make sure you follow us on instagram at mfdl pod i also made a tiktok for us so if you want to watch me fail at playing video games while listening to the beautiful sounds of our voices over top it then you should go follow that on tiktok and if you have any stories relating to any sort of family drama or just drama in general because honestly we live for it all you can email us at mfblpod at gmail.com all right until next week i'll see you later all right bye